What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Khan, and Dennis Dick, Mitch Hodge with you this morning. Well, that was an eventful day we had yesterday, wouldn't you say? I'd say it was pretty eventful. Uh, back and forth market overnight here, but uh, we're going to talk about the continued rotation that's been the theme for the last couple of days out of tech into the unloved sectors like energy and financials. Uh, and so we're going to talk through that. We've got a few other headlines on our radar. I want to talk Google today. I want to talk SKT today. Don't forget, we've got Jerome Powell speaking at around noon. We've got jobless claims at 8.30. We've got a couple of earnings on our radar. we got two guests today, Mark Chaikin at 8.15 and Buck Andrews, the co-founder of Inform at 8.35. Today's show is also sponsored by Inform. To learn more, go to in4m.com. I'm putting or info. Excuse me. I'm putting the link up on the screen. Right there it is. In4m.info. Uh, Buck will be on at eight thirty-five. Let's bring it to Joel now. And Joel, how are we doing in the overnight session? Ah, uh, better than we were. Uh, we had a dip. We talked about last week's low at thirty-seven eighty. Boom, 37.77.50. That's your pre-market low rebounding, trying to get unchanged here, and that would be at 16.75. Uh, they're talking about putting more crude oil on the market, but crude is still in the green by 18 cents at 61.46. 
Gold fighting 1700, hanging on for dear life. That's up 350 at 171940. Silver going the opposite way, uh, just hanging over 26. That's down 17 cents at 2621 and a half. And Bitcoin, it had to stay over 50,000, now back under 50,000. The futures are down $1,540 at 49,360. Now, before I bring, I'll bring you Triple D, and Triple D, I know you're busy, but I want to perhaps go on one of my worst tangents ever, and it will be brief. Please, please, Lord, make it brief. Yes. Okay. So, you know when you see somebody on TV or on the street and you think that they look like somebody else? Yeah. Like, who does that person remind me of? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. And... I'm a little off. I'm what two out of three people agree with me on this. Okay. Uh, Who okay. does Kathy Wood look like or remind you of? You know, I've also thought that she has a very familiar looking face, but I don't have anyone in, in, in mind. I don't I don't know who she looks like. Can you see my screen? Oh. Bring uh, it up. Wait, oh, wait. I, I let me make sure it's appropriate. Producer, this hasn't been thrown through. Who is who is that? That is is, is is that is that um Claire Danes? Yes, Mariska. Oh, Hargitay. Mar- Mariska Hargitay from Law and Order. The Law and yes. Order girl. Yes. Okay. I, I, so I guess what Kathy do you think? Bring, is Kathy going to bring us Law and Order? I, I, I guess. I guess. Look I at this. Come on. Am I crazy? <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. I guess I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I guess the I hair is the same. Go back that, to the that's hair. That's the hair. Yeah. I guess I could see it. It's Lisa told hair. me not to do this. <laughs> told me not to do <laughs> Maybe this. Sometimes you should right. listen to your wife. Uh, <laughs> Emily said, I don't know. Okay. And Dana said, you're crazy. Okay, whatever. But, the hair but, is the it, same. Whatever. Okay. And it just here's a trivia question, and I yeah. doubt anyone's going to get this. I doubt we have anybody this old in the chat. Okay? Are you guys ready? Yeah. Who is her mother? Wait, whose mother are we talking about now? Kathy? Marissa. Oh, I don't even know. He's... Uh, yeah, she had like a an actress mother, right? Somebody oh my was... lord, Spencer! Yeah. I don't know who it is, but she had somebody her... famous. But her, yes, her, yeah, her mom was an, her mom was an actress. Famous Ouch. in your time or famous in our time? Even before my time. <laughs> before oh. your time, you're going back to the nineteenth century here. Okay, who was? No, it? come on, guys and gals. Come you on. Want, you want to tell us? The suspense is killing me. There we go. Oh my, he's, now he's going to bring up her image? Gee, dear lordy. All right, what, everything about... What is this? Jane Mansfield. Okay. I w- she was like a Marilyn Monroe. Before, but I would not know who that is. Okay. No, okay. Somebody, the chat was all over it. Oh, man. Really? The chat was all over it. This is Let's see. We're five minutes in. We're already way off the, the rails chat knows here. This is the worst hand. He's right. This is one of the worst hands <laughs> we've ever Okay. <laughs> bring, us in, bring us in, Joel. Bring us I in. Just, I, I get something in my mind, and it's like I couldn't think of who it was. I couldn't think of who it was. Yeah. Emily used to watch that show. And I'll tell you, it scared me. What is it? Law and Order Special Victims Unit or something? Yeah, Texas, Texas Linda got it. Donk and Dave oh. got it. A few people know. And okay. We're, we're, okay. All right, go. Good go. Job. Go, Triple D. You can talk the rest of the show. <laughs> I can talk the rest of the show. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I don't even know where to go now. I don't know how to segue know. over into the markets after You that, know what? So. You kind of confused me yesterday. Why? Uh, let's start. Because you, when you were on the, we were on the late show with Raz and everything, yeah. and I was listening to you. And you were like, 
Well, you're you're selling the rip in uh, the stay uh, the reopening stocks, but you're really not buying the dip in the growth stocks yet. And you're talking I'm, about rotation. I just yeah. just I need more clarification. I'm I'm, I'm basically and and this is the long term investing hat on because in the trading account I'm always buying dips and selling reps. Okay, I'm, I'm staying somewhat market neutral. I'm market neutral again, equal shorts, equal longs. But in the long term investing account. I'm leaning more towards just lightening up still, not looking okay. so much that I'm jumping in this market and buying hand over fist. I've been using rallies to lighten up. And I really believe yesterday's rally in the value names. Let's take a, you know, looking at the, and, and the lower Give me names. Stuff. Give me some names. Well, look at the banks. You know, the banks have been on a hell of a run. Money is just flying into the banks. JP Morgan near, near its all-time high. Citigroup breaking out. You know, and then we were talking about energy. You know, they've been a great run in a lot of the energy stocks. I think as a trade, I think as a long-term investor, okay. it's time to lighten up in these things. Because here's how it goes. Money right now is coming out of growth tech because they're getting hammered in it. And, you know, and, and obviously, you know, they're getting hammered in it. But at the same time, they're still, as I'm talking about that, other things are going on. But um, they're getting hammered. So money is coming out of growth. We know that money's coming out of growth and it's looking for a home and that home it's looking for is uh, right now it's moving into value. It's been moving into value here for the last, you know, month really. But, you know, right in the last yesterday was very pronounced. So it felt like yesterday it's like, okay, eventually if it starts to really get ugly, it starts selling everything. So there are so many stocks that are just sitting up here making new highs. Like yesterday was a day that looked really ugly for a lot of growth investors. But the, the advanced declines were almost even. The Dow was basically, it was almost up. It was flat. So it wasn't a bad day for a lot of stocks. So I just think if you've been sitting and hiding out in a lot of value names here, they've had a great run. Maybe it's time to lighten those up too. I'm reducing risk overall because I just don't know. So I'm not coming in here and saying, you know, sell all your stocks. I'm saying if you're really heavy, I think it's still, you know, a lot of unknowns here, and I think you use the rallies to lighten up. So I'm not selling growth stocks yesterday into the decline. You know that. I was selling growth stocks last week. I was, I was talking okay. about it. I was taking a lot of heat from it, from people on Twitter, from people on chat saying, you're wrong. We're going to 4,000. You know, we're, 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 you know the, the people are just, you know, giving me a lot of heat. But I just think there's too many unknowns here right now, and the market is very overbought. So... That's why I'm using the rallies in everything. So we had the beautiful rally in all the value names yesterday. I was lightening up into that. Now, okay. am I getting rid of everything? No. But I just think you use that opportunity to lighten up. Much better. Yeah, much better. Experience. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, no. It was good. It was good because uh, – and that's kind of the way I started the pre-pre-market show. And uh, Mitch asked me, like, where's the money going? And I'm like, it just kind of feels like, you know, I mean, it's definitely not going into treasuries. I mean, this big interest rate brew, you know, interest rate hike, you know, like, where are we going? Like, are people pulling out of their money out of the out of the stock market to put it in, you know, interest rate bearing instruments? No, but I just no that that confirms it. So thank you. It's hard. I mean, this is a very tough market. And maybe this is just. The market. This is just going to be another buy the dip opportunity in the growth names. I mean, there's been some great dips. If you don't have any growth, so it's a matter of your own personal situation. Look at your portfolio. If you were all value names and you're like you're winning right now, I think you reallocate now and maybe you move a little bit no more into growth. Like keep it balanced. Keep that balanced portfolio going. 
So I, I've been trying to do the balancing act here for a, too long, obviously. You know, so if I was a stall in growth, I'd be kicking butt like Kathy Wood was for the last five years. But I've always kind of remained balanced because I know this, you know, poor, this market will rotate. And, you know, I want to be benefiting, you know, from both. So I think you keep balanced. But the question is, are we going to, you know, really get ugly here or is this just another dip to buy? The odds are it's just another dip to buy. But I don't know that it's not the start of something bigger. So that's why I don't want to be all okay. in on I, all I these like stocks it. right now. I, I don't like know that. That, that. that index is – SPY is still healthy. SPY still looks healthy. Rotation keeping it up. QQQs look a little bit worse because we took out the 310, the 311 on Qs. Exactly. We're trained down. It looks a little bit worse. It looks heavier. It looks like we got a few people caught. It looks like we're, it looks like we're going to 300. Are we going to bounce off 300? Maybe. You know, a lot of these tech names aren't ridiculously overvalued either. So, you know, some are. But some of the big names that are really making up the cues, like your Amazons and your Apples, aren't, aren't crazy. It's, what's really been hammered is those little, you know, it's, it's the Kathy stocks, really, what's really been hammered. The stocks that, you know, are the high-growth names, the Zooms, the Pelotons, you know, they, and, and you know, jumping into Fassy, like we were talking yesterday. There's a lot of names that have absolutely been hammered. And some down like 30, 40, 50%, some holding up better than others. But you can't get overall nervous on this market until you start seeing stocks, you know, get sold across the board. There's still pockets, like the market, you're right, the market's not just rotating out of stocks. It's staying within stocks, and it was just rotating into value yesterday. I just saying, I don't think value is the place that I want to hide out here for the long term. The short term, you know, maybe a few days, maybe. But even that, I think I'd be lightening up into the strength. All right, I'm going to say one bullish thing and one bearish thing, and then we're going to let Spencer take it away, and we're going to cover some stocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my bearish thing. We're hanging out here too long. Okay, we had Friday's low at 37.80. We hit 77.50 overnight. So for this to be like the ultimate buy the dip before we go back to 4,000, we're just hanging out here too long. So I'm I'm. I'm not buying the dip, leaning on the 77.50 low. There might be another entry point, but no, I don't. We're hanging out here too long. I'll just give an example. CRM, okay, it came down. It just hung out too long, yeah. close to 13 and a half. Those are the kind of scenarios that I'm looking at. The bullish thing, and someone, or uh, Mario Rodriguez, it's pumping pow. Pumping pow, baby. How could you be short this market when that guy's speaking? I mean, well, he's going to do what he can to defend the market, but yes. again, you also so don't have Trump behind it. You have Biden behind pop it. it. I love him to pop this market. I love well, it. Thirty, forty handles. People are getting worried that he, you know, and it's it's rightfully so. Tim Seymour saying on CNBC, I think it was yesterday. I mean, everybody's been saying it. Does he control the long end? No, he controls the short, short end. end. So if you start losing the long end, rates start going higher. That's not good for stocks whatsoever. I'd love, you know, if rates went higher. And if you're not a borrower, it's your saver. <laughs> you like that. You can start, you know, I, I I, can't, I have nowhere to put money. I have nowhere, nowhere to put cash because the rates are so low. So I can't go in and pound money in for 1%, 1.5%. I'm losing to inflation, so I have to stay invested. But if interest rates were to take off to 5 6 7%, this is the fundamentals behind it, you know, the macro picture. If interest rates were to ever get, I don't think they're getting to that, but you can't ever say never. We know in this market anything can happen. If interest rates went back to 5 6 7%, savers who are now been forced into the stock market, come out of the stock market, and then go into those safer investments. No way. So, 5 but, 6%. But, never. But, but, no, 
That's what I'm saying. I don't think so, but we can never say never. GameStop can go from $20 (laughs) or $5 to $480. We can never say never. If interest rates, this is the fear right now. So we're just outlining the whole macro picture. If interest rates were to climb substantially, the stock market would absolutely get hit. There's no doubt because there's so much money hiding there. There's no place else to be to fight inflation. You cannot put your money in a 1% treasury bill and expect to keep your purchasing power. It just doesn't work because we know even posted inflation rates are up to 2%. We know for real, when you start including housing and energy and food, it's 5 6 7%. You know, we've had Gil Morales on this and said if they calculate the way they did back in 1980, we'd be running 8 or 9% inflation right now on the current rates. And that's not saying, you know, prices can continue to escalate. That's why money is trying to find a home everywhere because it's worried about inflation. And maybe that is what continues to drive us. So as long as interest rates stay in check, then the markets probably, you know, keep, you know, the money probably buy the dip is the opportunity. If for whatever reason, interest rates they st- continue to go up, the long end continues to go up, that's where stocks can really start to get punished. So that's the overall picture. Now, if take it down to the micro, you know, take it down to the individual stocks. We've had a hell of a sell-off in a lot of growth names. I mean, you, you brought up CRM. I was in it. I sold it because I was spooked and sold it a little bit early. It's 250s, 206. I think it's got more, a little more pain ahead. But there's names out there that, you know, have been hit pretty hard. And maybe, you know, you start thinking, um, you know, it's, the problem is valuation still nuts on all these things. Like Fastly, it's down from 120 to 68. It's done this before. 120, it did it back in the summer. But 120 to $68 is basically almost a two-for-one stock split. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 days, Fastly has been cut in half. That's an impressive sell-off. So is it going to bounce at the 60, 62, where it did back in October? I think so. You're only four bucks away from there. So is that a stock that I would maybe try to buy on the dip? You know, to think maybe the first time you bounce off that hard floor from 60-62? Yeah, I think so. And you might get a shot at it today if it gets ugly. So there's pockets where you can look at and say, okay, I think I got a level here. But just to come in randomly on any stock and say, well, I'm just going to buy this because it's going back up. I mean, you want to have a level. And if it takes out your level, it's still risk management. You got to get out. So, well, I mean, Spencer, you're sitting back. You're a young guy. What uh, what are you looking at? Are you looking at buying the dip? Because there are some dips on some major growth names here, significant dips. I mean, Fubo has dipped significantly. You can go across the board. My Sun Power, which I sold, has basically been cut in half to a certain extent. I mean, there's a lot of names that are down 30, 40, 50% in a couple of weeks. These are Before we go to hammer. Spencer, before we go Whoa. to Spencer, I want to say one thing, okay? What... I just don't want to be flat out long. I, it is, you know, rates going up is going to be incremental. But the first time Pump and Powell says something about, yeah, I says something about, yeah, I'm cons- yeah, the rates, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. We're going to be immediately limit down. Once he says it, because right now he's like 2023, 2024, 2030. Can I, can I bring once, uh, once he uh, says? Mark Jacon Mark has comments on this. So Mark I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Mark Jacon is the founder of Chicken Analytics. He just messaged me and he said, or messaged us, he says, Operation Twist 3, Part 3 is incoming. Mark, maybe you can explain what Operation Twist 1 and 2 were. Well, one was back in 1971, two was 2011. Basically, it speaks to what Dennis was talking about. The Fed is in control of the short end of the curve, but not the long end. 
in a, in a twist operation, the Fed starts selling long bonds and buying short duration bonds. And that controls uh, the curve, which is what's troubling the market right now. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. And so it's to, an operation to the, for the Fed to help the long end as well, so try to get control of that too. Yeah, exactly. And to speak to what Joel was just talking about, uh, Powell has been magical at staying on message, but you know he's entitled to a stumble here. And uh, he's speaking today at a Wall Street Journal conference. It's the last time he speaks before the March Fed meeting, uh, middle of the month. So yeah, I mean, we're a bit dependent on Powell staying on message, but I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't bet the ranch on that one. I mean, Mark, what are your thoughts here? This has been a, a fantastic, basically, ten-year run. If you take out, you know, March, we've had we've had some pockets of weakness, but really, since the financial crisis, if you want to go all the way back there, it has been an impressive run. And obviously, in 2020, was a very impressive run from the COVID lows. Um, what are your thoughts here with this market going forward? Are we just tired and we just need a breather, or is this the start of something bigger? Well, I think we're tired, and uh, I'd be an aggressive buyer between 3650 and 3700 on the S&P. So I think we are going to break those recent lows. But based on earnings power, and the big banks uh, are playing follow the leader, raising their estimates, based on an estimate of about 185 S&P earnings this year, maybe 200, $200 205 next year, we could trade at, at 5000 on the S&P if rates don't do what they've just done. The, the level of interest rates historically has not been as important as how fast they move. So what's spooking the market here is how fast they move. Yeah. You know, there's a big um, JP Morgan study that was out about a year ago reiterating something they said. Rates can go to 4 to 5%, which is pretty much the norm, if you're in a strong economy and the market can deal with that. It'll take a haircut on the growth stocks. We're seeing that in a very short-term micro sense and it'll favor cyclicals and so we're seeing the market play out just as it should be in a rebound from an unbelievable trough in the economy so you think basically let's just say you're an investor and we obviously don't give investment advice but let's just say you're an investor here you're sitting you know with a lot of growth names you know um that have been hit pretty hard here you think you ride this out is what you're saying or, or you, you know you keep a little bit of cash for obviously the opportunity or do you like liquidate and you know saying okay well, we're going lower i'm going to sell everything and rebuy it all at 3600 well, what do you what do you do as the individual investor here it depends on the name you've you've rightly identified stocks like zoom and peloton that have gotten hammered power our chicken power gauge rating on zoom has been bearish for five months yeah. So the time to sell it was somewhere between 400 and the earnings report spike at 450, um, you know, in the aftermarket. That was a gift. Um, Tesla, the time to sell it is behind you if you are taking a longer view. Peloton, same thing. All these stuff. What about Tesla going to 2000? That Ron Barron said it's going there. Hey. But, but yeah, um, Ron Barron sold 25% of his position too, though. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, where's Bitcoin going to top? And then put some pain on these balance sheets. So it, it's a funny market. Um, if we didn't have interest rates at zero, I'd say that the buzz ETF, which is starting to trade today, would be the equivalent of ringing the bell at the top. That, that's Port interesting in itself. Dave Portnoy. By the way, Benziga was mentioned as one of the sources they're going to be um, mining with their AI programs for 
And, and I, I'm going to reach out to Jay, Jamie Wise was was on our show back in 2016, uh, shortly after Buzz Index is launched, and we're going to get Jamie back on the show. Uh, it's on my on my list to to reach out to him. But uh, that that so yeah, Buzz they're launching a new for those don't don't know what we're referencing. New ETF starts trading today. Buzz indexes. Uh, I think Dave Portnoy is involved in the ownership in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it's basically just mining. Um, or, or uh, scraping uh, websites and social media for trending stocks and and they're that's looking for Reddit stocks. That, that's the strategy, basically. They're looking for the buzz. They're looking right. for social yeah. media driver. So, <laughs> like this morning, for example, maybe they would be looking at SKT. Maybe they wouldn't be because I. Maybe we can get into that in a What's second. What's the SKT story this morning? Is this Reddit? So I'm convinced now that it's not actually Reddit. It's people that are scraping Reddit. Because if you go to Wall Street Bets and you try to find uh, Tangier or SKT, you have to look for it. It is not on the front page of Wall Street Bets. There was a post from yesterday that had 800 upvotes, which is basically zero in, in, in Wall Street Bets terms. Um, and yet they're saying, oh, this is the next Wall Street Bets stock. This is the next, It's going short squeeze to the moon. Uh, and it's up a lot, but I think this is people that are – scraping the subreddit for mentions of the stock they see it tick up and they jump in i don't think this is actually washi best people I yeah, mean, we already I, had a short squeeze in this one too, that's my opinion doing it again. yeah i actually have an alert service that sends you one stock a day and they sent me an alert on tangier at about three thirty yesterday yeah who was that that sent that well, you don't want to promote someone else's service on the show. But, oh. uh, so it was no, alert, he alert to service. What was the alert all about? Was it like a Reddit thing? Like it They're said monitoring that this is the next... social media posts. I'll tell you, it was they, like, they, it was I, like I, I've got one right here. I've got one right here. It, it was it's... like Folio. They, they're doing a good job. It's yeah. I, oh, like service. Folio's been on. They've been on. Oh, our yeah, they've been on a hundred times. But this is a new service they have. Yeah. One stock a day based on social media buzz. Yeah, and so I was I the stock two days ago. Rocket, it was. <laughs> was it? Yep, three days ago. Yeah, before the move. Well, is this okay? So we got obviously subscribed to this. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> and, and guess what? It's only nineteen bucks a month. Okay, well, oh, I'm going to pay nineteen dollars a oh, month. Man. What is it called? Folio, right. well, like, it, like Folio, but it's their stock of the day service. So like like, like, like Folio, and, 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 Andy, Andy Swan, right? Yep, Andy and Landon Swan. Swan. Yeah, yep. yeah, we know Andy. This is indicative yeah. of where we are in the market cycle. This is 1999 heading yeah. into 2000. Yeah. And we don't know where the top is. There's going to be really choppy action. Go back, and, and you've talked about it on the show, Dennis. Go back and look at what stocks did, and you know NASDAQ stocks did in 99 and 2000. You could have called the top, been right, and then been lost your Lost your money on your short sales because there was so much upside volatility. Oh, it 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 got silly. I mean, like I was like the cable internet I was talking about two days ago, Excite at home, ATHM, and I bought Excite, (laughs) and the stock went from five dollars to two hundred dollars. So it was overvalued at twenty. It was overvalued at thirty. It was overvalued at fifty. It was overvalued at a hundred. It was overvalued at two hundred. It eventually went to zero. But I mean, if you were shorting that thing too early at twenty and twenty-five and thirty, saying this is silly, it went to two hundred. And so, I mean, it is similar to that. If you don't believe history repeats itself, my favorite poster child back then was Exodus. We had a uh, an Internet stock market app, and we used Exodus as our hosting facility before there was AWS at Amazon. Guess who the CEO of Exodus was? Meg Whitman went bankrupt. Quibi 
who's, who's involved oh, yeah. with Chevy, Meg Whitman. These things repeat over and over again, 20-year cycles. So I, I think you've got to stay constructive on the market. I think this is the odd day when both Dennis and Joel are right. <laughs> We're usually on opposite sides, me and Joel. I know, uh, but I, I do think under 3750 as close to 3700 as you can stomach. Uh, and I do think you got to buy some of the cyclicals. You, you know, you, you want to see a pullback in energy. You want to see a pullback in the bank stocks. But as long as interest rates are going to be top of mind for the market, you, you've got to be looking at some of the cyclicals. I mean, I think just staying diversified, too. Like, it's so many people who have just been crowded into Kathy names, and they're all in on Kathy, and they've got well, a portfolio of Kathy, yeah. and they're talking. I have people reaching out to me and saying, I'll come down 30 or 40% in this stock, and I'm down 40% in this stock. And I'm like, you don't want to be all in on one, two, three names. Staying diversified with some value, with some growth. If you're an investor, I think that's the way to go. I know you've been underperforming because you look at your neighbor and he's like, he's been all in on the high growth names and he went up 150% last year. And you're like, well, I've got to do that. And you sell all your safety names and you sell all your, and now you're chasing into the growth names. And now you've been hammered on that too. I mean, that's all FOMO that's driving that. But I'm, you know, I'm a trader. And I will trade all that stuff. But my long-term investment portfolio, the stuff that I'm supposed to be retiring on, is very diversified. Some value, some growth, and it doesn't have any crazy names that are 100 times sales. Nope. And, and we haven't seen the Kathy effect yet, by the way. I think that's probably going to make the short-term bottom. Uh, what redemp you, redemptions. What and, well, she's, she's doubling down on Zoom and on Tesla and some of these other names. And... When she gets some redemptions, you know, a couple of these funds are almost 20% off the highs, the ARC funds. So individual names may be 30%, 40%. There's a lot of pain that's going to be inflicted when she gets redemptions and has to be a net seller of these. Let me interrupt you for a second. Didn't she, uh, wasn't that, I didn't listen to her and Raz yesterday, but wasn't that part of what she was talking about, Spencer? Was that that's not affecting her investment um, horizon? Am I wrong, Spencer? What, are you that? listening? Well, she's she's. I'm I'm here. She's taking a longer term horizon. They don't. I think they're they're. Uh, Did not Kramer call her out and say what what Mark is saying, or not? Am well, I Kramer, mixing, Kramer, mixing words? Kramer, Kramer told her to like shut down her funds, which I don't I don't know how how easy really? that is. I don't know how easy well, that, that because is because there was too. Much I don't I don't know how easy that is. Not but, shut it down, but to not allow new. I saw the tweet. Not new to, money. To, yeah, you can't do that with money in. Yeah, can't you do that with an ETF, though. Yeah, a closed end so one, ETF. One of the fallacies in her, I didn't see the interview with Jason, but she did another interview with someone else, Business Insider, maybe about a week ago. She's comparing the bond sell-off in March, the bond ETF sell-off, and, and how there were bids. It's totally different dynamics. And the bond ETFs, they start trading at a discount, and nobody sells them, basically. They stop selling them. They don't ask for the bonds. So she's claiming that she'll be okay from a liquidity point of view, comparing it to that, totally different. She gets redemptions of $5 billion to $10 billion. She's got to sell Zoom, got to sell Tesla, got to sell the names. Right now, what she's doing, and you and I texted about this, Dennis, yeah. she's selling the Apples, the Googles, the Amazons, where she parked money to average down on Tesla, Zoom, Square, and so yeah. forth. That's just a that's that's a losing strategy that that only works in a big roaring bull market when you're getting inflows. So you know it's just another piece in the puzzle that says be cautious short term, and 
look for buying opportunities. But her, you know, liquid, if there's a liquidation wave, that'll make the bottom. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics, longtime market veteran. Mark, thanks a lot, as always. Talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Be well, guys. Dennis, All right, I'll see Mark. you on Twitter. A couple things. First, uh, thank you to someone in the chat who told me I was pronouncing the name of Tanger Outlets wrong. Uh, I apologize. It's Tanger. It's Tanger. It's Tanger. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not oh, like that was tan- French. Tanger. No, I was. I was. I always thought it was like Tanger or Tangier. It's Tanger. 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 So okay. Thank you to the chat for that. Also, programming note: uh, if you want one long all-day stream, go to Twitter or Twitch. We have one long all-day all-day stream on Twitter and Twitch, separate streams on YouTube. Just watch so Benzinga all day. Just You want to watch Benzinga all day, you don't want to do anything, Twitch, Twitter, hop over there. YouTube is where we're going to do the separate streams. That being said, it is 8.31. We have Buck Andrews on in a couple of minutes. Can, can Joel, we cover a stock? Joel, can, cover you, a stock. Joel can you pull up SKT here? Because I just want you to okay. look at it. I have it up. Okay, great. Let's, let me do that. Okay. SKT. So, yeah, I mean, this is... This is what the services are saying. Oh, the, the mentions are going up on, on Reddit. Mentions are going up. I don't believe this is actually anybody on Reddit. This is just people tracking Reddit is what I think. And you know what? You get an email alert, and it goes out to a lot of emails, and people will jump in on something like that saying, oh, this is the next one. Everybody wants the next GameStop. They're looking for it. I mean, yesterday on CNBC. It's already like, over. Look, 25. Oh, this is Spencer getting technical. It's already over. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you look over. at the pre-market chart. This thing got to 26 and a half. I mean, this is, again, the story. Sell your peanuts while the circus is in town. If you're lucky enough to be long one of these stocks that gets this 50% pop in a couple of hours because of an email, that is just pure luck. I mean, maybe you were in it because it was short squeeze, but whatever. You know, if you're in it, let's just say not even lucky. You were in it. You thought, you know, it was a short squeeze. This could eventually be one. I was in this SKT before, too, on the first time around. Um you ring, you ring the register. You sell your peanuts while the circus is in town. Um, you don't sit around and waiting for the next one. I mean, I was in UWMC, another great example. I bought UWMC three days ago off of uh, the rocket because RKT started to go. And I'm like, you guys had told me UWMC is basically the same business. I was like, well, this they could grab this one too. So I bought the UWMC. And it got absolutely silly yesterday in the pre-market. And I was able to get out. I sold some at 1140. I sold the rest at 1080, I think. So I didn't get 12. I didn't get the top. But I'm like, you got to know, like, okay, well, this is it. You know, this is getting you. They're not all going to go up two, three, four hundred percent. I think you're going to see these pockets where you get a day, maybe two days, but mostly one day. Most of them are going to be one day or maybe even a couple hours. And SKT had its moment this morning. So I think you're right. I think SKT eventually comes back down too. I would be a seller of rallies in SKT. Let, let's do a couple more stocks here. Uh, you want to look at DraftKings? Uh, they they had a headline this morning. Yeah. Another deal. So there was a deal yesterday with Dish, right? Yeah. There was a deal this morning with UFC. So DraftKings is going to be the official sports book of you, the only sports book of, of UFC, and their their daily fantasy partner in the U.S. and Canada. I was short this stock overnight. I covered this at 6.30 this morning at 63.5. Wow, I got lucky um, because that headline came out at 7.30 and then the stock ripped. But it was down you know, when everything was getting hammered this morning. We've obviously bounced back significantly on the overall market. But, you know, that's what, you know, I'm just looking here and I'm like, wow, I got a, I got a lucky cover that I got up. And I was like, okay, this is down two bucks and I covered it. Um, now you're getting a, a rip on a headline. 
you saw this with Fubo last night. Fubo got a deal with something with Caesars. The stock ripped up. If you bring up the Fubo chart, yeah, from last gonna mention night, going to mention that too. Thirty-six, thirty-seven dollars. You get so many bag holders in Fubo now that every rally seems to get sold. So you, know, you can see last night when I'm talking about that rip, you know, right on the headline, it was after hours and ripped up to thirty-six and a half, and it got sold. I tend to think the DraftKings is going to be the same thing. There's so many people who are spooked on growth names right now and higher multiple stocks that they'll use this opportunity to lighten up as well. So I'm completely out of my DraftKings. I covered it. I almost want to reinitiate my short here. Though I say that, and then people say, oh, he's short. Let's get short this guy. Oh, let's get the shorts. But, I mean, you know, looking at this, I think, you know, it was an ugly candle yesterday. You get the snap back on a news. It's a nice setup for a short. So I, if I was in long draft kings, I would sell it. That's are are we bringing – is Buck ready to come on? Because if not, I just want to say one more thing about these. Say, um, say, say one more thing, Joel. Say wagering thing. stocks. Yeah. Um, I mean I've done some wagering on individual games and basketball games and stuff many, many years ago. Yeah. I mean don't – aren't the reason these people are in business is because people lose – I mean, what yeah. what 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 happens? I mean, are people just going to keep you know? Oh, put a thousand bucks in, get a thousand dollar bonus. Yeah. Aren't eventually people just going to like burn all their cash? Yeah, but that would be if you you'd well, say the casinos well, would eventually no. go out of business. You're right. You, with, with with that, and, and you know, they, the casinos people are will still go out of business. People no, bet money. There no, is, I know people I know, that buy lottery tickets every single week that literally take. You know, 10% of their money that they make oh, from their geez. paycheck, and they put it in lottery tickets every single Boy. week. And they lose that money every single week, but they still buy their lottery tickets. <laughs> it's the thrill. It's the, you know, getting up, you know, and saying, oh, I'm this might be my day. Maybe this is my night. Maybe my numbers are going to hit. People like that thrill. And that thrill's not going away. So, you know, to say okay. that everybody's going to lose and they're going to eventually stop, I mean, then the casinos would be all out of business. So hey, I don't yo. think that argument holds weight at all. All it takes is a dollar and a dream, all right? Don't, yeah, Las Vegas Sands, uh, they got out of Vegas. Joel's <laughs> <laughs> trying to find the casino. No, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just being honest, guys. I'm just being look, honest. Look, look, one, one word for you. Stim- or two words. Stimmy checks. Stimmy okay. checks, well, all right? They go right, yeah. yeah. People they go stocks, yeah. Stimmy okay. checks, okay. Let's let's bring on Buck. People Andrews. like to gamble. <laughs> let's bring on Buck Andrews, co-founder of Inform. Uh, Buck, are you gambling right now? Always, always. always. Buck's a gambler. Don't we always gamble? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gamble for a living, Buck. Traders, we're gambling for a living. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about some of the trades you made this week. Uh, tell us, tell us about what you've been up to. Well, we were, we were in rockets, um, and, and how'd that work out? It worked out pretty well, uh, it, but there was a better way to play it. Um, so, I, you know, I, I wasn't in rocket just because it was on the squeeze. I was in rocket because it had some fundamentals behind it. So, you know, the the the, you know, the, the, the earnings and the special dividend, right? The earnings, the special dividend, right. you know, the 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 lack of float was on the squeeze side, and um, yeah, so so those those made it made it interesting. Right, um, and and also Bill Miller was in that stock pretty big. So so, so, so tell us how you played it. So we bought on um, we we bought like not yesterday, the day before, uh, and late in the afternoon. So we put an initial position on um, around was that around twenty four, twenty five, somewhere in that range. Then we added to it that afternoon after the, after the close, and then we added pre market the next day. I, I like to. Take a position. If the position continues going up, um, I'll add to the position. Um, I'm 
just kind of you know playing the momentum. Um, and so that's what I did. And then when it got to 42 or near the close on for, on uh, yesterday, um, I start or the day before. Or two, I, two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two days ago. Uh, I started selling, started selling at 42, started selling above 42 after the close. It ran up and dropped back down pretty quick. Sold about a third of the position, and I sold about, you know, about a third of the position into uh, covered calls and held the rest. So hey, Dennis, got- did you – I just want to mention this real quick. Did you guys see the 4 a.m. pop on this thing? Yes, uh, today. No, no, no. no it, oh, he's not, I'm talking about uh, Rocket. Oh. Yeah, it's talking about yesterday. Yeah, it went, yeah, it went to four. It went to forty-eight. Yeah, you know what? And I was. When did it do that? I couldn't trade. I know, it. Dennis. I know. Yeah, when? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Um, I'm asking you when. I'm yesterday. Yesterday. It was, yesterday. Four, it was the four a.m. open yesterday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? For some reason, I can't trade that four a.m. open on Interactive Brokers. Is there a reason? This no, there it is, no, Dennis. I got are you it on IB Light? No. Yeah, so. if you're on IB Pro, you can. 4 a.m. It's there. You you can. You just maybe you have to just set a setting. You set it to if you're on IB because I know IB. You okay. set it to um, um, I don't have it open on. It's it's a setting. You got to set it to after hours, like okay. so because your your orders will automatically default to just regular hours. So you got to send it to like it's it's a three well, letter it's, symbol. It's funny. I can trade after hours. Um, but I can't trade that 4 a.m. I can't trade till 7 a.m. for some reason. No, IB is 4 a.m. So I've traded on IB 4 a.m. for years. So if you're on IB Lite, I don't know. If you're on IB Pro, which I'm on IB Pro, I've never been on IB Lite, so I don't know what they offer. Yeah, well, I was trying to trade it. I was trying to get out. I couldn't get out. I saw that also. Yeah, 4 a.m. is... On the rest um, of it. (laughs) You can trade 4 a.m. on IB. So I held the bag all the way back down to uh, 29 on the covered calls and lost lost a lot of money on those. <laughs> but I, overall, I made, did pretty well. But I didn't do as well. You know, I went back and looked at the covered calls that I covered with, and at the same time I was buying this that's the stock. Those calls were trading at thirty cents. They went up three thousand two hundred percent from thirty cents to like twelve. Well, oh, yeah. at not at nine, they were three thousand two hundred. So ten thousand dollars would have made three hundred twenty thousand dollars. Wow. So instead of having you know a lot of money. A lot more than that, and the stock I should have been in the options. Um, just the explosion there was. was Wait, not. so so, but so, what happened yesterday though? Because you, you didn't sell all your position now Tuesday afternoon. No, I still have. Um, I still have some uh, uh, stock with the forty, the forty cover, the forty, okay. the the March nineteenth cover. Okay. But you know, when you, when the calls come down, you're kind of in this position. They've come down from ten to two, and what do you what do you do? You're sitting there, you know. And uh, do you buy them back in? And I mean, because you're, at that point, you know, you're trying to be somewhat delta uh, neutral, and you own a lot less stock. If the stock starts moving back up again, um, you're going to get burned unless you buy those covered calls in. So, what else did you trade this week? Um, you know, I traded at the. I was looking at Bitcoin. I was looking at that 43 area for Bitcoin. And so when Bitcoin got down in the 4345 area, I went back into uh, SOS, CAN, and Riot. So I'm trading those, uh, those um, Bitcoin stocks around the movement of Bitcoin, and I'm using Bitcoin support um, as my entry points for those stocks. That makes sense, yep. Wait, so explain that a little bit more, though. So, right, so, right. so, so do, you, do you mean like, the, like Bitcoin futures or do you mean actual Bitcoin? 
No, oh, either one, because if you, I, I watch both. I watch the Bitcoin futures and I watch the actual Bitcoin. Okay. Bitcoin futures don't trade 24 hours. So I like to look at uh, um, the you know, actual Bitcoin. I use TradingView for that. Um, I got a question for you, Buck, because yeah. I saw the I saw the forty three thousand. That was on that was like on Saturday, right? Yeah, right. Early Saturday. So yeah. what do you do? You just I, I get up and and start buying it because it was yeah. Because I saw the futures and the futures looks like I had a good support at forty five. Um, I, I bought yeah. I bought Monday pre pre market. Right. Okay. Good. So you're using uh yeah because I saw it. I'm like I'm looking at forty five support. This thing's trading forty three. Um, you know, the arbitrage fact. Spoo's just went green here, folks. We're up Five four to points to twenty seventy-five because Pump and Powell is coming on this afternoon, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're gonna try to keep these bonds from like going any lower, that's for sure. Twelve oh five PM Eastern time. That's that, that that's when the conference starts. I, I don't know exactly when Powell is speaking, but that's when the conference I think he's starts. supposed to speak at twelve oh five. Okay. There we go. There we go. So, so buying that buying that on a trade, um, I bought Boeing this week, and I bought Boeing this week too. Why'd you buy Boeing? <laughs> um, I li- I like the um, a because you're in the you know you've got this sector rotation going on. Yep. Um, so I mean, literally the the tech sector, these high flying techs look a little bit like a mini right now, look like a mini uh, two thousand tech wreck. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah, and I mean the spacs remind me of two thousand. You know, we've got a, a lot of these companies being listed out there that have absolutely zero earnings, zero revenue. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's a little bit reminiscent of 2000. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a bit of a massive rotation. Um, so the only thing I would buy and even hold would be something like a Boeing, although I sold it. You know, I'm not, I'm not really holding anything. I sold out of the ARC funds. Oh. Because it, it was a very crowded trade. I I actually was short ARC K against my ARC W. And uh, when the ARC K came down, or the ARC W came down so much, it was, uh, you know, coming close to my entry position. Uh, my, I've been in and out, of this, out of it a bit, but um, you know, I, I said, you know, enough. I don't want to tie my money up in that for right now because. So what, what would it take for you to get back in? I'm just curious. You know, this this tech situation's got to unwind, um, and it, I I need to see whether this interest rate move is going to stop. You know, interest rates are going to stop going up. Treasuries are still weak. They kind of put in some support last week. They haven't broken that support, but they still it's still not a very you know they don't look good. If you and if you look at the Nasdaq. Um, it's now down 10%. So, I mean, the charts, you know, chart action does not look great there. Um, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know whether this is something that's going to continue to the downside. Certainly the policies of this administration are not favorable for the market. Yeah. And, and whether the stimulus can continue to carry the market with all these bad policy decisions is the question. Buck Andrews is the co-founder of Inform. You can see it up on the screen, IN4M. Go to IN4M.info to sign up for their site uh, and see what stocks they are tracking. Uh, Buck, as always, we appreciate the time. Talk to you next week. 
Yeah. Hey guys, check out our charting app. We put in a charting piece into the into the application. There we go. Well, thanks. Thanks, thanks a lot, Buck. Okay. Thanks, Buck. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's just cover very briefly the Kathy Wood buys from yesterday. No real surprise. We thought she uh, she probably is going to buy the dip on Zoom. That's, exa- that's exactly what she did. Let me yeah. do a. Uh, how did she explain that her her brother's stance on that? She I heard that she said she she, was she, she thinks Zoom is basically gonna replace like the telecoms. That that's what she thinks. She thinks Zoom oh, well, is gonna I mean, be way more than what it is right now. So anyway, they they bought. Uh, let me do some quick math. A little over two hundred thousand shares of Zoom yesterday in, in a couple yeah. of funds. Um, Palantir as well was a big one. They yeah. bought two. Looks like. We'll just call it ballpark at 2.7 million shares of Palantir in, in a couple in the ARKK and the ARKW funds uh, yesterday as well. So th- those caught my eye. Uh, what, what caught your eye? They, they did a lot of buying, right? They, there was what four- caught my eye was last night. You know, you typically see the Kathy Pops and all these stocks, and there was none to be found. They are starting to buy them this morning. You're seeing a little bit of the Kathy Pops this morning. You are seeing Zoom. Palantir got love from CNBC as well. There was a CNBC commentator that came on um, about 4.30 and said that he monitors Reddit as well, and he thought that Palantir was going to be the next rocket. And as soon as he said that, Palantir ripped a dollar in, like, <laughs> seconds. That's why you know algos are all over this. This isn't, like, you know, your Reddit traders out there this fast. I mean, especially on Robinhood where you have confirmation. This, you know, there's a few traders in there that are pretty quick. But it's algos. They're all over it. As soon as it was mentioned, milliseconds later, Palantir is up a buck on that mention. And so that was a big deal for Palantir, obviously, why it's popped this morning. And then, obviously, Kathy buys. It helps it along as well. So people are asking why the Palantir pop is there. That's the reason. But I, d- I don't know. It was just interesting that, you know, Kathy, every night you look, oh, this one's up 4 or 5%, 10% because Kathy bought it because Kathy bought it. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of buys that she had bought before, and those don't always get as much love. But – there was really nothing. Trading it was kind of kind say. of the market conditions too, Dennis. You know, they well, had all, the, no, no, yeah. not kind of all market. Conditions. <laughs> okay, all market conditions, kind of. and this is what I try was trying to say on the show yesterday too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time I was tweeting this for a week. I've been tweeting this. If you're buying Kathy Pops, you were doing it wrong. I yes, Evil Dennis has been shorting <laughs> Kathy Pops, shorting Kathy Pops. Because it has been, you know, the market environment where they're ripping a tech stock up 10% right now. And the charts have been like this going down. That's an opportunity. So, you know, to, to, to get out of some more tech names. So, I mean, this is, you know, the market that we're in. Um, but, you know, again, this can turn on a dime. You know, a lot of these, what I'm trying to say is a lot of these growth names, a lot of these Kathy names have already been hammered. So if you're coming in now and saying, well, we got to get out of the Kathy trade, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it backwards. The time to get out was the last three, four days before yesterday's shellacking. Is it more downside ahead? There might be. But I just don't think, you know, like it's now. Now you're selling. You're selling the whole. So I'm not telling you if you're just to hold on. You got to do your own thing. If you're too much risk, you're too much risk. But I'm saying I, I was preaching for the last week on this show. That I've been lightening up growth, lightening up growth, lightening up growth. And finally, it comes to roost yesterday. You know, the one thing I do wrong is I think I read the Timing. market very well, yep. that I'm really early. I'm really early on it. I, I like, I'm, I'm very, like, it's a spiny sense. It's 21 years. It's the same thing with COVID. You know, I'm reading the tea leaves here, and I'm like, this is going to get ugly. It was a month too early. 
So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm always a little bit too early on these feelings. But usually, you know, more often than not, I feel like my feelings end up being right. Same. And I've been Same feeling here. this gross sell-off coming. And it has given you warnings. You know, you have had a lot of warnings here. We got sold off hard. And then we popped, and you know, and the SPACs have been absolutely hammered. The SPACs go down every day, no matter we're up or down. I mean, the SPACs have been really ugly. And like I said, I'm worried about the SPACs because you had that $10 floor on a lot, and a lot of them are breaching it now. You start seeing some of these SPACs go through 10, people will be like, I didn't know I could lose money. It's supposed to be 10. And it's still free trading. They can go anywhere. So don't just think because you got a floor at 10 that you're completely safe. You're not. So especially post-deal. So you just got to be careful with some of that stuff. But again, I'm not all out. I didn't sell all my SPACs. I sold some of them. I sold, you know, I lightened up the risk. I lightened up the ones that were trading at a hefty premium. But I'm still in some that I like. If I like the management team, I'm still in them, you know. But I've been selling on the deals I've been selling into the past because it seems like they're not holding on to the premiums. It seems like it's been the play. So For like the, the Palantir, I mean, and I have this marked on the chart. You know, this is when, you know, she did some big purchases here and big purchases here. You know, at that point, you know, you got that it came down hard off earnings. You got to understand, folks, this thing came down because of fundamentals. It was coming down before the market came down. So now there's more people here. Oh, man, if this thing gets back to 30. Oh, man, if this gets back to 27.50. Oh, if this gets back to 26, you know, it's that, that mentality. Now, long term, this could be, you know, a 50, 70, 80, $100 stock. If the, you know, I think you got to wait till the next earnings report. I don't know if uh, any upgrades are going to do it. And Dennis, you also, you talk about timing and everything. I mean, I was so convinced over the weekend that we were going to have a pop on Monday and then it was going to get faded hard. Like that, it had to happen that day. Yeah. It had to happen Monday. We had to open up and you know put positions on accordingly. And I had I had to I had to cover them, you know, and right. I reloaded a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, just patience. Like, yeah, I had the right idea, but just uh, because of your timing. And then when your timing's off, you're like, man, I missed. You know, I missed it. it that's that's the hardest thing. That that timing. In, in the markets, in life, everything. It, timing is everything. But we have gone 53 minutes here, and we haven't covered any of the new stocks. Do we wanna? Do we wanna cover like OKTA or Kroger? Well, I, I actually I did want to get your thoughts on this because if you look at some of the stocks that were reporting earnings last night, uh, George has mentioned a few of them. Uh, OKTA reported, Snowflake reported, Splunk reported. Uh, Tough Spl- environment. Yep. Well, well worst, but, worst. but 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 look at Splunk here. Look at Splunk. Splunk is not a growth, a super high growth name, right? I mean, if you if if you just zoom out, what's the difference between Splunk and Snowflake? And well, I guess Snowflake. I'm saying I'm saying. Look at the, the chart. Is the difference Snowflake? Yeah. Snowflake. The chart is very misleading because that IPO price was 120. Yeah. Remember that the IPO price on Snowflake was 120. It doubled on day one. Yeah. So that chart is very misleading. But look at Splunk. It's it's not it's not a high flyer, and it's up this morning. And, and that's, again, because that one's already been hammered. So they're looking right. at, you know, what, you know, they're taking money out of the stocks that haven't been hammered, and they're going to stocks that have, you know, not. So this has already been hit hard. Splunk has been in the gutter. Got in, it was in the gutter from the last earnings report and never recovered. So expectations yep. much lower. So they come in, they'd say something okay, stock holds up. Does it mean, you know, Splunk's going back to 180? I don't think that. I mean, you got, I, I feel like Splunk is AYX. I'm not different company, but they're all like AYX has had a couple 
disappointing reports. <laughs> and finally, fi- I've been saying AYX. I've hated AYX for a long time, and I've said it on this show. Um, you know, it, it's disappointed. It disappointed, and they give it, a, and and then they rally it back for the next quarter's earnings, and they disappoint again, and they rally it back for the next quarter's earnings. Finally, it disappointed, and they kept hammering it. And which is deserved, in my opinion. So the company has been disappointed. You're coming back in now, AYX7880. You're coming into a critical support level for it. So, again, some of these growth names are coming into some good support. I feel like Splunk is a similar story. Um, you know, it's been hit, you know, and then it's disappointed, and then they give it a, a pass. And then now now it's been leaking here. They, they're giving it the pass. They give it the earnings. But is this going back to 170, 180? Uh, I think you got tough sledding to get it back up. You know, it could rally, could it rally to 160. It could. But I think you're more fading the pops on these. All these charts, let's just break they it down the to the bottom line. All these charts are broken. All these charts are broken. And when you have broken charts, you have bag holders, people who are stuck, people who are hoping to get out. So as you get you know, counter rallies in these broken charts, they're selling opportunities. So just as much as you know, we've been in this relentless bull market, a lot of these stocks are in their own individual bear markets now. In bear markets, you sell rallies. In bull markets, you buy dips. In a trending market, you can kind of do both. As a trader, you can kind of do both. But I think, you know, in this market, you're using opportunities to sell. I'll give you one more, and then I'll go back to Joy. I know I've been talking for a second. No, that's okay. No, no, no. Sienna. Sienna. Look at Sienna last night, C-I-E-N. Somebody is bidding this up ahead of the report at $51.99. They're buying it a buck and a half last night before it reports. I shorted that stock. I shorted that at fifty one ninety nine last night. Yes, Dennis, the evil short seller. Why? Because it's giving me a buck and a half lead, and it's the market environment that even if they beat, does it rally? Does it rally? So I don't know. Like I don't think so. Yeah, I think it, I think there's a lot of scenarios where Sienna could go down on a good number. So I covered it already because it came in significantly this morning. Uh, but I took it intentionally fifty one ninety nine short it intentionally taking it through the report because I thought. Heads it loses, I think tails it loses. Sienna comes out and beats on the top, beats on the bottom, and what's the stock do? Immediately starts to sell off because it's not the market environment where this is a stock that you know hasn't really been hit hard yet, so it kind of fits that bell. Now again, like I said, I've already covered it and it's coming back nicely, so I guess you know the person that bought it might actually get their money back. Um, but it, it went down like 48, la- 48, 49 this morning. 49, yeah, 49. Love. What helped this was is there was a market turnaround. You know, and the market and went the green yep. today. And then that makes people a little more comfortable. Oh, this was a stock that reported pretty good earnings. Maybe we should go buy this one. So it's it built a little bit of bits. Market it's psychology. So yeah. yeah um, psychology. For, uh, for the Splunkster, I mean, I see the pop to 153. Ah, man. I'd, I'd see what happens at 150.33 first. That was yesterday's high. So if it takes that out. Yeah, maybe we could see that two-day high of 152.81. And also, I just want to respond to some com- what comment someone made here. I can't; these comments go by so fast. They said Dennis is judging Kathy wrong. D- We're not judging. We are just looking at the market dynamics and what's going on and how people are reacting to these stocks. I mean, she's a hell of an investor and she's had some great returns. Well, we're trying to. We're just trying to take the current market environment what the money is doing, how it affected, and just give – I mean, we're not judging. She's – hey, those arts are doing absolutely amazing. She's done way – I didn't make I 120%. And what no, was Arc no, up no, last no. year? 120%? Uh, 
something ridiculous and like I that. I didn't make on my okay, my trading account I don't know. I don't calculate yeah, percentages. Yeah, the percentage fair. would be absurd in my trading account if I tried to calculate it because right. it's a prop account, it's margins, it'd be in the you hundreds of hundreds of percent. It would be it would be just ridiculously absurd. It, so I don't infinity. even talk percentages on a trading account because it doesn't make any sense. I'm using so much prop money on my capital. I'm making a lot of money because I'm using firm money, you know. So on my own little, you know, portion, it would be – so it doesn't make any sense. People always want to – what did you make on your trading account last year? I don't know. I don't have any idea what I made on my percentages. I know I made a lot of money last year. Um, but on my portfolio, I can absolutely look at the percentages of what I did. And my per- portfolio Never. wasn't up 100 yep. It wasn't up 120 percent last year. You know, she what was I have a, my long term. She, she was at like one. She was at like 150, I think. In, in a 150. Yeah. That yeah. works in, in a growth environment. You're gonna kill it, but you're gonna have this in your long term portfolio with those yep. kind of strategies. It's gonna be, you know, you're gonna have environments. This was a perfect environment for Kathy. Perfect environment. It's FOMO. It's risk on. It's high growth. Growth at any cost. This has been Kathy's environment. This has been her environment. It's not always gonna be her environment. We're not always going to be in this, you know, pay anything. For you know growth, I, I don't I don't know how many times we we've said that on this show. We've said that a hundred times on this show. It's not you know these markets change. Guess what, Dennis and Joel, they could change their mind tomorrow if the market changes. Dennis could change it, which changes mind after as the trader, open. Tomorrow. But but as yeah, a long term investor, investors, yeah. but yeah. as a long term investor, I'm trying to hold the course. Like I've got this yeah. you know portfolio that I've built over time. It's got Apple. It's got Amazon. It's got Mastercard. It's got a bunch of preferred stocks. You know, people are like, "What the hell? You got a preferred stock paying you six and a half percent?" You know why? Because in the long run, the markets, the markets have you know make seven percent. If I can get seven percent of preferred stock with a lot less risk, that's a nice holding, and that's beating inflation. So I'm not a professional investor. I am. This is not my job. My job is I'm a market timer. So my job, my day job, is a trader. I'm a market timer. I try to you know move in and out. So my investment portfolio is, you know, trying to just, you know, beat inflation. I've got, I make the money trading. I put it in my long-term investment portfolio and I'm trying to beat the market. Could I trade both? If I start trading my long-term portfolio, which I do, which I do sometimes, um, the problem is that takes away from my regular trading. Your edge. You'd lose your edge. It takes away from my regular trading. I don't have the time to just sit here. I can't be both. I can't be a day trader and professional, you know, money manager. I'm, then I'm not focusing on my day trades. If you're making two, three hundred trades a day in your day trading account, you can't efficiently manage your investment portfolio on the other thing. I don't even notice. Like I said, I had a stock taken over my long-term account. I didn't even notice it for two weeks. I remember that. I didn't notice it. For two weeks, it got taken over as a small cap name. So you, you know, I, that's, but I don't like to log into my long-term invest portfolio. So I wear two hats. I talk with trading. I talk with investing. A lot of people are just trading their investment portfolio, and that's a different story. Then you're a trader. If you're going to trade your investment portfolio, you're not really an investor. Then you're a trader. So if you're going to be a trader, you've got to be able to, you know, this is what we're talking to. You got to rebalance. You got to do some different things. You've got to stay even diversified in your own trading account. But you know, there's there's risk involved here right now, and you've got to be able to read. When it's turned, and right now, Kathy's out of favor. She might be back in favor next week. She might be back in favor an hour from now. She's oversold. The Kathy stocks are oversold. I'll say it. They're oversold. I was, wait- I was waiting for if you were going to come and say that all day. They're oversold. There they're due go. for a bounce. I would sell that bounce, but they're due for a bounce. So those are my thoughts. Can I give you a funny comment? Because some people have been asking me about uh, – 
um, about Peloton. And you, know, yeah. you, you haven't I, mentioned your Peloton on the show for a hot, for a I, I, because there's some He's severe division in the investment committee. No, right. <laughs> severe, severe. We can't even talk about this stock anymore. <laughs> okay, because oh, I because when we were hanging up here, one forty, one fifty, I said, "Where are we going to cut bait?" Right, because I don't have many. I mean, I have some of these, you know. Buy at twenty five, I go to whatever. And she goes, "I'll really reevaluate at one thirty, okay." And we had the discussion, and I don't know if this is symptomatic of a market top, but you know what she said? She goes, "I love my stocks." <laughs> she said, "You know why?" Lisa's roaring, Kitty. What? Okay. She goes, she's been right. Okay, but this is what she said. She goes, "When they go up." I make money. And when they go down, I can buy more. Oh, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> the meta- but that's the mentality of what this market is. So, I mean, and that's worked. That's worked for 100 years, really. You know, buy the dip has worked, you know, if you're in the right stocks for a long time. And from an investing standpoint, it's not a bad gig. I just don't like paying 80, 90 times sales because I went through 1999. I know. I know. You I went know. through it, too. When you I buy... Know. You know, like, like you know, like I used to, you know, I've said with Afria even, you know, you got a pot, you got a, a greenhouse full of pot plants. Yeah. It's a crop. And it, why is this greenhouse full of pot plants worth $6 billion, but this greenhouse worth uh, full of tomato plants is worth $40 million? It's a crop. So, I mean, eventually I still say there's something to come to roost there, but I've been wrong. Because you know what? APHA has continued to rip higher Look at CGC down here, Dennis. Look at Sleepy down here. But they've See? been hammered. But I, I think eventually all these stocks are single digits again. But I mean, I've been wrong. So I don't have a crystal ball to tell you the path to get there. I just think I try to think logically with valuation. You know, I try to take the one. Works off out. The it just takes time. I, I just know because I'm, I'm in Leamington. You look greenhouse full of pot plants. Greenhouse full of tomato plants. <laughs> the greenhouse full of tomato plants is worth 30, 40 million. The greenhouse full of pot plants is worth 5 billion. I can't <laughs> fathom why. And that's why I don't invest in Afria. But, you know, I, did, I said that when it was worth $2 billion, And then it went to $5 billion. So well, I've been wrong. You know, the, the story. You know why? Because story. Story is hot. Story is what matters. Pot. Oh, everybody's going to be, you know, using, you know, or, you know the, the CBD oil. So, you know, and they're obviously doing the medical side of it to a certain extent, too. Great business. I just can't get around. I can't wrap my head around that valuation. I agree. I, That's why I can't understand. Max P says, "Until you try smoking tomatoes." <laughs> there's a good. There's a spark for that. There's a spark oh, for that. Oh wait a minute. Wait, where's my soundboard? Why? Uh, not, S- oh, why go ahead. Yeah, you haven't been on that soundboard. Go ahead. No, it's not. Why is it not? Oh, because my 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 volume is off. I think that's why. Let's try that. That was a good one. Okay. Uh, S&P's, they went, they went green, and we made a new pre-market high just by a little bit. But now we're back in the red, so probably going to be pretty choppy here uh, until Pump and Pile comes on. But, uh, I don't know, incremental. I think even if you go up, you make that new pre-market high, you're going to have a little back and fill in two. And then we'll see what happens at 12.05. Uh, Triple D, any final comments or any any more stocks that we want to? Nah, I've pissed everyone do. off substantially enough now. <laughs> no, you haven't. No, 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 you haven't. No, you haven't. No, but I gotta guys, piss people off guys, more. Guys, forget, forget about what's not working. Focus on what is working. Okay, energy. We talked about this at the top of the show. Energy, banks, value, 
it's working it's time, right now. It's time to ring the register and all that stuff. I'm, I was selling banks. I sold more banks yesterday. All right. I've been selling my banks. Okay. I had Bank in Nova Scotia. I sold that too in Canada. Canadian Bank. BNS is it's traded over here. This has been great runs. You've been holding that thing forever. Oh, it's been a bag holder in it. <laughs> Look how far it's come back, though. The thing's making all-time highs, I believe. Not it's yet. Not close no, to 65. It. Close yep. to it, though. Yeah. So, bag holder, Oil. bailout market. Oil. If you, Oil, right? Bag they holders, they all are, they're all being bailed out on everything. This is the bag holder bailout market. And if you bag can hold the bag and, and you're getting your money back, or it's even better than that, you're making some money on some stock positions that have been absolute trash. Take the money and run. Christian uh, <laughs> Christian Gallagher thinks that Homer Simpson invested in tobacco-infused tomatoes. That would be interesting. No! All right. Uh, quick pro- <laughs> programming note. Tomorrow. What? Yeah. Does- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pro- tomorrow, Dennis and I will no be out longer pro- on the Programming show. <laughs> note. T- tomorrow at 9, the 9 to 9.05 window, somewhere in that window, the CEO of Fubo will be yeah. on the show, That's David awesome. Gandler. If you have a question, email the question to premarket at benzinga.com. Please, please, please put Fubo in the subject. Otherwise, um, it's like going to auto-delete because we're, we're getting a lot of emails. So put Fubo in the subject, premarket at benzinga.com. That's tomorrow at 9 o'clock. As far as today's programming is concerned, Spax Attack has an interview with another publicly traded company, APPH. App Harvest, the president of App Harvest, will be on SPAC's attack 11, 15 a.m. Eastern Time. That's on YouTube.com slash Benzinga TV. Uh, and that's all I wanted to say. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. Uh, so you know how you used to get the TV guide in the Sunday newspaper? Do you, you remember that see? going back? All those days, I do, Joel. I, I, yeah. I, I remember that. I remember. I remember having to go to the TV Guide channel, and if you missed your channel, you had to wait. For the oh, the cycle. whole scroll! Wait for the whole scroll to come on. <laughs> okay, I got to sit here and wait ten minutes to see what station That's my sucked. show is on. Joel, what's no, up? No, because like the TV Guide used to get that on Sunday, and you know, yeah. put it on the coffee table. You guys should put something up on the site saying. You know what time, what show is going to be on what channel? Because you're yeah. saying it, you're following me, you're confusing the hell out of me. Yeah. I just know our show is at three thirty, uh, but you should yeah. do that. So then people just say you could refer to one site and go there and say, "Hey, oh, this back attack with Mitch this time, this time, this time, this site." Instead of saying all these different things. Yeah, working on it. Schedule is is fluid, but we're working on that. I so, know how it is uh, over there. Everyone, hit that like button. We've got like 300 likes and thousands of viewers. That ratio is not going to get me. I think that's pretty uh, good. It's not going to feed me. That's not going to feed me. So hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Appreciate all the commentary in all of our chats. Appreciate our guests today, uh, Buck and Mark. If you're listening to the show via podcast, which you can, of course, every show is available via podcast, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing no. or trading advice. Going to say goodbye to Joel and Dennis for now. Joel, I'll talk to you at uh, 3.30. Okay. And De- Dennis, well have fun pissing people off. Okay. <laughs> if you're listening via podcast, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.